Welcome to Rice and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. As many of you know, June is Pride Month, and I thought we should highlight that by having some AAPI people who are a part of the LGBTQ plus community on. And today we have Ren. Hi. So I'm Ren. Um, I'm a TikTok, in quotations, influencer. Yeah, I live in Australia right now. My mom's Thai, my dad's white, so I'm Asian, which is really fun. Asian gang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm also trans i am trans and queer wow and so very very big parts so we got the wasian stuff we got the trans stuff and then we got the tiktok stuff so we'll just go in that opposite order actually and just cover everything because yeah. we want to know all about you so first oh. of all how many followers do you have on tiktok um i have hold on i'll have to check um yeah I think pull it up it, pull it up <laughs> It's uh, 200 something K. Not a lot, but yeah. <laughs> Not a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What kind of content do you do? That's a great question. I actually don't know because I, my content used to be before I came out was, was just like random stuff, stuff that I found funny. Like um, I used to post about like my mental disorders a lot and make fun of that. But then Reddit tried to dox me for that. So I stopped doing that (laughs) because I got death threats. Oh my God. Oh my God. Took a a turn there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Oh no. No, 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 you're okay. Um, Short story was some people were like, he's faking it. And then um, I nearly got doxed. But yeah, that's the kind of content I used to make. Um, I used to make just stuff that I thought was funny. Um, makeup stuff and then I came out and then I started making more stuff about being a trans man Um, but then I didn't really want to do that because the thing is I wanted um, after I came out for everyone to forget that I was trans because I Mm -hmm. actually my idea was that I would wait till everyone forgot that I used to be a girl and then just completely be stealth but then I did make a TikTok um, that went viral on Instagram for some reason, Instagram Reels, because um, a few people reposted it. And now about 6 million people know that I'm trans. Oh, wow. The Instagram Reels is actually how I found you. And I sent it to them. I was like, guys, look at him. He's so pretty. We should get him on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I saw you on my TikTok for you page. It was like um, a video of you, like the one with the old picture of you. And then yeah, to yeah. You now. That's the one that got it, oh yeah, it was really I popular. I I did that like as a part of a trend. I was like, I'll delete this later because I was actually people had almost completely forgotten that um like the content I used to make and that I was like people that I was a, a completely different creator like after coming out because I didn't post that much and then all of a sudden I looked really different because I started HRT. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, and then I made that and everyone remembered again. So double-edged sword that's crazy i can't imagine six million people like viewing something that's so personal to you when you like saw the number like six and then like the big m like what was your reaction well it was it was five million on one post and then a million on my post on tiktok and then a few thousand on other random people that oh, have reposted. Yeah, I see. so it was it was a really really scary because also it was one the picture i used was it's a picture of me um from school mm-hmm. from when I was younger and yeah I, I just thought I, I'm gonna do this trend it's you know gonna be a little 
you know, TikTok is doing a trend and then I'll delete it later. But I know a lot of influencers, when they start amassing so many followers, there's sort of some pressure. Do you feel some of that pressure now that you have such a large following? Yeah, the thing is, I feel pressure to speak up about things, which Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to make this sound not as bad as I just made it sound in my head. But when like, we're constantly like bombarded with like, so much stuff, just like stuff. And it's so much bad news and influences are always like, you know, it's good to speak up about things that need to be spoken up about. But I don't want to be like associated with like, you open my story and it's going to be bad news. So I have yeah. this pressure to like speak up about things, but also I don't want to like have too much negativity because it's almost like it's an echo chamber. Because if I post one thing about like a serious topic, everyone else that is my audience that follows like my friends who are also like influencers and stuff, they have already seen that. And I don't want to be like this negativity echo chamber. Mm -hmm. It can be really, really overwhelming to just go on social media and then you just tap on all these stories and it's all about something that's happening and it's so overwhelming. So especially with like all the like Asian hate crime stuff, like every time I would open Instagram, it's like it's new trauma. It's like someone else has died. Someone else has been beaten up. I it was so, so overwhelming, especially when it was um, like a lot of non-Asian people just posting like really traumatic events that have happened to the Asian community with no like warning or anything and you just had to open up like Instagram and see violence like every single day against Mm -hmm. people that look like you and your family it's a lot yeah I can't even imagine I mean there's definitely some like pressure and I am definitely not an influencer but I like feel that like if you don't say something then you know you might face some repercussions but if you do post then then there's also that is being watched which I Mm -hmm. hate Mm -hmm. I hate being watched which um is really dumb because I'm on the internet but (laughs) yeah 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 I mean I have only been following you for a short amount of time so I'm not that familiar with your like Instagram story content but I know a lot of influencers will literally they'll have like 20 stories and it's like them like vlogging their day like do you do mm. that kind of stuff or like no no, <laughs> no. Um, when I post my stories now um it's usually like memes or it's me being like it's it's me complaining about things usually I love complaining <laughs> don't we all yeah that's, that's really I mean relatable. no but like where you were talking about like balancing the hate crime stuff with like heartfelt like you know what I'm saying like good stuff I've been following you for a bit and it's you'll be like hey here's awareness for this and then be like here's my puppy and here's the yeah. new cosplay I did and I think you do a good job of balancing that mm-hmm. thank you thank you I try yeah have you sometimes... ever gotten a comment from like not even a fan but just like some angry person on the internet being like why aren't you speaking up about this no actually it's usually my friends like my IRLs are like can you post about this and I'm like no I have like a billion 13 year olds following me I'm not gonna post about this but my my content has become a bit more adult recently I've, I've been caring less about who my audience is and more about like what I want to do and talk about and post about 
which is also a really hard thing because it, it's another one of those things that everyone's like TikTok is a children's app but it's not you know <laughs> and everyone's like we have to you know you have to be aware that there are people who are minors on the app but also at the same time that's not my responsibility <laughs> another thing that you have to like keep the balance of so yeah. on TikTok we were actually stalking you but um, I know you just said that you don't really know what category to put your content in, but like, can you maybe what like tell us- What category would you put my content in? I wanna um, know. I don't know. I like, think like- Pretty people, pretty people. Yeah, pretty. Pretty people, queer community, and like cosplay stuff, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like really well, the lighting, the production, the quality, it's just all really, really good really it's really good like it's like watching like a mini music video in like a 15 second clip so i'm surprised to hear that because i I always watch my tiktoks back and i'm like this is (laughs) (laughs) why do i because okay you know what i use for ring light i use this Mm -hmm. and it dies in like 10 minutes i'm using my flashlight right now oh really (laughs) Yeah, I use I use my, the back of my phone flashlight for all of my stuff because I <laughs> I have two phones. Oh, oh my god! Because <laughs> like I got a new um I didn't buy a new one. Someone gave me a new one, and then I was like, okay. Oh wow. Well, yeah. Now mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get rid of my current one. I will just have two phones. So that comes in handy. So when you get like an idea for a TikTok, or even if you're just like, oh, I look good right now. I want to film something. Like, what does the, like, production process look like? Okay, so first I go on my For You page, right? I see what audios are, like, trending currently because I'm not on TikTok all the time. I pretty much only come on to post and I leave. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't, I'm not the kind of person that just scrolls through TikTok. I'm on Instagram mostly. Um, I post memes, so, like, <laughs> I have, I have, I have a, a tiny, tiny meme page for just my degeneracy. And... So, like, I'm usually on Instagram, not on TikTok a lot. So I just go on, like, the For You page. I see what audios are trending because I haven't been on in a while. So I don't know what's trendy. Mm-hmm. I look, I save a bunch of audios. I go through them. I pick which ones I want. And then I film a bunch of drafts. Mm-hmm. Like, to post, like, a six-second video, it takes, like, an hour of filming. <gasps> wow. Wow. Do you yeah. think, like, TikTok takes up a bunch of like your time or is it sort of like a side thing you do the thing is i started tiktok in quarantine and mm-hmm. um which was like well no the, the i started tiktok because I, I i didn't want to get a video editing app and i needed something to just like cut to the next video without mm-hmm. me having to do anything because I, I don't want to edit like it's <laughs> so annoying even if it's like two seconds of editing i don't want to do it <laughs> so i i just got tiktok to like film like a makeup transformation. I don't know if it's privated, but if you scroll all the way down, like it's just like me with no makeup and then me with makeup. And so I, I got it for that. And then uh, in quarantine, I started just doing it a lot more. And then what happened was I filmed this video about, um, it's, it's a funny video. The topic isn't funny, but it, it's like a, it's a, it's a comedy. Um, and it was about my family in Cambodia getting massacred. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Humor to cope. And that, 
yeah and that got like a lot of views and i got about 20k in one night and then so it really like motivated me to post more i was like oh i just want to keep posting and then quarantine started so i was in lockdown at home for six weeks and it was the only thing i had to do mm-hmm. like apart from playing minecraft that's all i would do <laughs> I mean, I think this is a good transition right here, but you were in quarantine for six weeks. We're technically still here in the U.S., still in quarantine. Yeah. It's been two years. So would you, can you give us a you little You guys rundown? can, like, leave the house, can't we, you? Yeah, we can leave the mm, house. Yeah, it's yeah. opening up yeah. more, definitely, but we're still masks and all of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, we just got a, like, second or third wave. Like, there's been, like, a cluster. Not near me, but in my city which is really scary because my (laughs) boyfriend was supposed to fly down from where he lives to Sydney. Um, And I hope that's still happening. Yeah. And that the borders are shut. But, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. Just (laughs) being in quarantine all the time. Because I was only, I was, I didn't leave the house for six weeks. I didn't go to school or go outside or anything. Like, I went for walks around my block. But, like, I did not leave the house, and it was torture, so. Have you had any online but, classes, or did you just go straight back to in-person? The thing is, um, I went into lockdown before everyone else did, because my mom is paranoid. She's really, really paranoid, um, and she, like, she was like, no, you're staying home. You're not going anywhere. We're not, like, getting COVID, because my um, stepfather is mm-hmm. quite old, mm-hmm. so we didn't, something happened to him, and so i didn't have online classes for a bit because i like school had not shut yet it was just me it was just me in quarantine because my mom was paranoid (laughs) and so like i was i was doing really really well at school and then online classes came along and i just couldn't do it like i couldn't sit Mm -hmm. down something and do it because i had moved from my previous high school to a like it's not what your college is it's not like university but it's called like a college and I went there I did that because it was really like hands-on I didn't need to like do much book work because I can't do book work I've always like struggled with school I can't do it mm-hmm. and then online classes came and I had to actually sit down and not use my hands and I just couldn't do it I stopped attending and then I dropped out mm-hmm Honestly, I would have probably done the same thing in your situation only because it's like, why would you do something if it's not benefiting you? So yeah. I completely understand. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was learning anything. I was just like sitting in front of my computer every day and it just, oh. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. We've been in this funk for two years. And if you ask me how to do chemistry, I cannot tell you. I had that last semester. Yeah, yeah. online school just makes everything like, 10 times more difficult I'm gonna be honest um I it's just hard for me to stay focused because obviously I'm in front of the same screen all day I don't actually get to meet anyone or interact with anyone except for us yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah it's so difficult to stay focused and I like I totally understand uh what you're talking about it's yeah the thing is um, I feel like online school is hard, but sometimes like interacting with people online might be easier. I don't know, like Yeah, it's it's less yeah. like actual like energy you have to exert into socializing. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I have a lot of internet friends. I like to have 
internet friends because I don't have to leave the house to be a group yeah friend. exactly yeah I was actually just about to ask you like through TikTok have you met like you know any of your friends that you're really close with now um not through TikTok but I have had friends that have also just happened to be on TikTok mm-hmm. but um yeah I I'm trying to think if I've met any well I've met a lot of cool people but no one that I'm like really super close to like the only other TikTok famous person that I'm close to is Jeremy mm-hmm. but yeah we've been IRLs for years so did meet through TikTok oh, that's kind of a cool I also never opened my DMs on TikTok oh. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean we're kind of like interviewing you right now so I guess in a sense we're collaborating but I mean have you really collaborated with anyone you know on TikTok Um, and how does that work if you like collab with someone I don't know because the only like collabs that I've done have been with two other of my TikTok famous friends which is just being like can I come to your house please (laughs) they're like yeah yeah. let's do let's film something and then like we'll do a live or something or we'll film a couple videos mm-hmm. yeah one of your most recent videos i believe i think it was your second most recent video it's my favorite yeah. one um you're doing a transition <laughs> with another person so i guess that yeah was that's fun. samuel we were watching mm-hmm. that at the park and somebody's like oh my gosh <laughs> we, sh- we should do that because you were like standing there at the end with like a heart and it was like the cutest thing i've ever seen <laughs> Like, I just kind of collapsed. Yeah, I was like, we should do a funny end because we just did a really cringe thirst trap. Yeah. So. It was you really got to balance cute. it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're born beautiful, just use that to your advantage. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is not born, it is bought. That's it. <laughs> it is like hundreds of dollars of hormones and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of dental work and then there's also like makeup like hair products because i mm-hmm. i do like my hair myself i don't go to a salon or anything could you so explain how you it, do it please yeah, i need to know teach me how to keep my hair purple like you do that's a great question um, <laughs> just keep dyeing it over and over until it stains <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back in next week, so perfect. Yeah. yeah. Watch Lauren show up with like the same hair color as Ren. <laughs> no, twinning. Twinning. Ren squared. Yeah, Ren squared. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and then you mentioned like makeup and like I wanted to ask you because you have really nice skin, so like skincare, like how much like money and time do you put into <laughs> yeah. all of that? You don't. You don't? No, I wash oh. my face at the end of the day yeah. and then I put on sunscreen before I put on my makeup but I don't do anything else um... see this is what I meant by born beautiful Be- yes <laughs> <laughs> the definition I, know, my, of born not, I have I have tons of acne just none of it's on my face oh, uh, oh okay I'd still when call that a win though okay no, no no when he said I have tons of acne I literally like what because like, like you're literally glowing. Right now. I was like, I'm oily. It's not glowing. It's oil. I just woke up. <laughs> you gotta own it like it's glow though. Like I was saying, yeah. yeah. You don't gl- you don't sweat. You glow. We'll exactly. just say that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you say so. <laughs> yeah. 
So you don't do skincare, but you do makeup, right? Yeah. So like, when did you learn makeup? How did you get into it? How much money is put in it? Like, I want to hear all of that. <laughs> okay. Um, it's it's borrowed from friends. Yeah. So yeah. I I never I never spend money on makeup. A lot of my makeup is just like old, which is bad. Like I don't I do not have good like makeup etiquette when things are when things are expo- supposed to expire i do not throw them mm-hmm. out i keep using them for the next <laughs> like year or two because i don't want to go out and get new makeup but yeah i actually how i started doing makeup was i used to dance and mm-hmm. i like used to do all my like own makeup for concerts and everything when i was like nine because mm-hmm. i didn't want my mom touching my face because I didn't trust her. So I, I, I started there and then I had a really, really intense emo phase when I was like third, like 12 to 13. So then I started getting into makeup more because I wanted to look more emo. And then, I don't know, it kind of just picked up from there. And now I do drag sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I really love that. I was going to bring that up. So previously you said when you transitioned, you just kind of wanted to fly under the radar. And in the typical, like, in the mind of, like, thinking of the gender binary, when you think Mm. of the typical man, quote-unquote, you think of, like, you know, like, lumberjack, you know, like, very masculine (laughs) lumberjack. lumberjack. But, like, you know, and you're a trans guy, and you're doing makeup, you're doing drag. Like, how do you think that all fits into, I don't know, your identity? The thing is, people, like, other trans guys have asked me, like do you get dysphoric or uncomfortable when you do drag and makeup? And the thing is, I don't. Because I don't see myself as, like, a trans guy. I just see myself as, like, a guy. I'm just a dude. Yeah. I'm just feminine because I'm gay. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it as, like, I'm feminine because I, like, used to be a girl or whatever. Mm. So the, the thing, how I did, like, have that period of time where I flew under the radar and everyone just thought I was a cis man was because I didn't overcompensate my gender. I didn't like constantly was like, yeah, I'm so manly, I'm a man. I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm a really feminine guy. Like, I'm really a feminist. And like, I do drag and I wear makeup and I do like femboy content. So if people, they didn't like, suspect anything because why would a trans guy be comfortable with that you know like if they're going through all this effort to transition why would they then go and pretend to be a girl for fun but that that's how people didn't know was because i just am a normal cis guy and if a normal cis guy can do makeup and drag and stuff like why can't i your thought process amazes me. Like, Beautiful. I wouldn't think of that. It's like reverse psychology. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when his face and his mind is beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we're all Asian and we are very aware of the fact that Asian culture believes, you know, members of the lgbtq community or just like the concept in general is very taboo there how did you handle that or how do you still handle that the thing is everyone was like 
oh my god, you're so queer and you have an Asian family. Like, how do you do that? But th- the thing people forget is that I'm Thai and not Chinese or Korean or like Japanese. And Thai people, like, I know more gay Thai people than I know straight Thai people. Thailand is not only like one of the like, gayest countries, but it's the like leading in gender reassignment surgery. Like there's oh, wow. lots of trans yeah, there's lots of trans people in Thailand. There's lots of um queer and gender queer people in my family. So coming out wasn't like a problem. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that um my entire family thinks that I'm a really aggressive butch lesbian and not a man. <laughs> and I don't know how to tell them that I'm a man. I don't know why they think that I'm a lesbian. I like men. Um, hey, uh, Ren's, uh, Ren's family, if you're listening but, to this, um, this is this is how you'll know. Yeah, you can send them this. Yeah. <laughs> be like, time no, stamp. Like, I like men. Like, I've told them. They're like, but you like other men, like like you, like your kind of men. Like, they're trying to what? say, like, trans men. And I'm like, no, I also like cis men. I don't, I don't know why. They all think I'm a lesbian. Um, I'm glad it went well for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really amazing. Like, I never knew that Thailand, sorry, (laughs) Thailand was like that. So that's really interesting, actually. Yeah. A lot of people, like, don't know that. So they're like, oh, you must, like, go through a lot with, like, being queer and being Asian. But I don't. Mm -hmm. Like, my family's very accepting. They don't care. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm really... Um, happy to see it being normalized too. I feel like I don't know. I'm still really young, but when I was um, like an actual kid, it was still really taboo. And I don't know. It's like not okay to think that just because someone is trans doesn't mean that. Like for you, example, you're not like you said. You're not a girl that became a guy. You're you're a guy. Period. And if you were to like, I don't know kind of give advice to people who maybe haven't come out yet or maybe they've come out but unlike you they don't really have a supportive family or friends or like what would you say to them don't lose yourself because what I did was I came out when I was really really young like I came out when I was like 13 as queer and um gender queer but because I was very young, I was like 13, and all my friends are 13, they didn't, they didn't understand that, and they like, made fun of me, or whatever, and then I was like, haha, just kidding, I'm actually a normal girl, and then I spent, I wasted five years being uncomfortable in my body, and my identity, and how I presented, because I didn't want to be made fun of again, so I came out, and then I re-came out when I was 17, and then I started HRT, but yeah, don't lose yourself because also within the trans community, like, d- oh, yeah, don't fall down that Calvin Gara pipeline, especially if you're like a young trans kid, because it is so harmful. It is like one of the like biggest reasons that I detransitioned and then transitioned again it was because I... I didn't feel like I was valid enough as a trans man to live as a man because I thought, well, these trans people, these older, more credible trans people, 
they say differently about how I should be as a trans person. Therefore, I'm not trans. Don't lose yourself because the worst thing you can do is listen to other people, to be honest. Like when it comes to your identity, don't listen to other people. Right. I feel like identity is such a tricky thing because there's so many different mm -hmm. definitions for, you know, each part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I was just like wondering what motivates you to share this story because obviously it's it's a personal story, right? And it's it's really scary to share that with a lot of people. Is there something that motivates you to do that? I don't share it often, to be honest. I don't I don't talk about me being trans a lot unless it's in like a comedic sense because I you know I want people to forget I just want to be seen as a normal guy but um I think you know like I wish there was more people like me when I was younger you know because my trans icons when I was younger was really toxic out of line completely wrong people like Calvin Garrow I don't know if you guys know who he is but um, he's like this almost alt-right, um, like trans YouTuber. And he, he said a lot of things. He's a, he's, he said a lot of things, but yeah, I wish I had grown up watching more people who were just like, like a different kind of trans people, you know? Mm -hmm. So but it is it is a lot better now, like these days where kids don't feel like they have to overperform their gender or like, you know, like boys can wear skirts, girls can be masculine if they want. And it's less of like, if you're a trans guy, you absolutely cannot do anything feminine because then you're not a real man. But it, it used to be a lot like that when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like, um, like a public figure, maybe, for people? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> oh I don't know. Like, I, I, I honestly think that there are better people um, to to listen to when it comes to more serious topics. I'm not qualified. Um, a lot of people come to me for advice, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Because <laughs> you're just, like, speaking from personal experience. And I guess, like, yeah, exactly. it's different for everyone, right? So... Mm. Yeah, I guess that's a lot of pressure to hold, like, knowing that there are some people that, you know, maybe look up to you, but I think you're handling it well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have just one more question, and we kind of touched on this earlier, um, but our last kind of question is, what is your advice to LGBTQ plus kids slash people who may be in the same situation as you. And, like, we kind of already touched on this I earlier. mean, you said you wanted, like, when you were younger to see more people like you. What would your advice be to those people like you in your same situation? I feel like I already, I've already said a lot of this, but, yeah, don't lose yourself. And just don't, don't listen to other people. Even if it's, like everyone's going to try and give you advice about stuff. Like when I came out, I had a lot of people like friends that tried to give me like unsolicited advice about passing or like how to be a man. Don't listen to them. Just, just be who you are. Like <laughs> really cringy Nova said, but just be yourself. Don't try to be anything else. Cause it's just going to bite you in the back mm -hmm. later. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kind of like in shock right now. I feel like even though you said you don't really want to carry the responsibility of like being this like role model, I feel like you just sharing your story is like enough. Like somebody is bound to listen to this and be like, I am in that exact same position or they'll be like, wow, that's like really good advice. And, you know, it could possibly change their life. So I think what you're doing, you know, just coming and talking with us, it's huge. And um, we're all very, very thankful for that. Um, Yeah, it was really, really nice talking to you. It was my first ever interaction with somebody famous. So that was really fun for all of us, I feel like. Um, we will definitely continue watching your content and support you and do um, the best we can to continue to like uplift voices and uh, share stories. And yeah, again, thank you so much for you know listening uh, yeah. and thank you for being here. So Ren, where can people find you on the internet? Okay, so um, my TikTok at is Ren one underscore five nine which is really confusing and then um my instagram is one underscore five nine dmr um if you find either of them i have a link tree in my bio you can just click to all my socials there all right perfect so thanks so much for listening and make sure to check out his stuff and we'll see you next time